time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step 13. Team. All right, you got far enough in your plan. Okay, you got far enough in your plan to know that this is a good idea. And you got far enough to understand that there's just too much for you to do alone, that you're going to need a team to get this off the ground. In this episode, we'll talk about two things, how to find a co-founder and how to build the rest of the team that you need. All right, first off, co-founder. And co-founder is a really loaded word, right? Co-founder is a partner. It's almost as strong a partnership as a marriage. The only good news is that it only lasts for five, 10 years as opposed to a lifetime. But it really is that strong. This is someone you're going to work with every day, all day long for years on end. So it is just as hard to find as a spouse or even harder because on top of the chemistry, on top of the part where you get along and like each other and, and compliment each other, there's also the part where you think the idea you're working on is the best idea ever, right? If you don't, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Well, you need to go out and find someone else who believes the same thing, who's entrepreneurial, right? Willing to join a company that basically isn't, isn't in existence yet. Willing to sacrifice the next 5, 7, 10, 15 years of their life for this idea. And clearly, someone who has other options because they're not the founder who's looking for their co-founder. Now, it happens sometimes. It happened to me once that there was a person out there looking to do a mobile search company. And then I was out there who was looking to do a mobile search company. And we happened to meet the same person and that person put us together, and we were then co-founders of a mobile search company. I'm sure that has happened more than once, but it's not the common path. The common path is that you have an idea, and you're searching for that perfect person to compliment you. you what you're looking for is someone who doesn't have the same skills as you, has almost the opposite skills. So if you're really good at product and operations, you're looking for someone who's really good at sales and maybe finance. And if you're really good at sales, then you're probably looking for someone who's really good at product and so forth. That skills map that I talked about weeks ago, well, ideally, that whole set of skills is covered by the founding team. It doesn't necessarily have to be the skills that every single one of the co-founders have. All right, so where do you find co-founders? Well, generally, you find them by going out and networking and talking. Talking about what you're doing with everyone who will listen to you. And when you do, you tell them, I'm looking for a co-founder. Do you know anyone who's out looking? I'm looking for someone who's strong at finance because I'm not. I'm looking for someone who's strong at sales because I'm not and so forth. You go out, you talk to people, and you do that a lot. You do that every week until it happens. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the flaw in the business plan is that you can't do it alone and you can't find anyone to do it with you. That happens. Okay, which brings us to part two which is now that you have a co-founder, let's just assume it happened, now what do you do? There's still too much work for two people to do. So presuming you've gone out and raised some money or you have some money or you did a crowdfunding or somewhere some money appeared, and we'll talk about raising money in a few weeks, presuming you have enough money to go out and hire people, well, how do you do that? How do you hire a team for a startup? Well, that again is hard. Well, depending on where you live, it's hard. I used to say all the time that it is an incredibly hard thing to find someone who's willing to join a startup. 
But the truth is it's only hard in the U.S. and in Europe. In other parts of the world where unemployment is high, it's actually really easy to hire people. If you have a good job, there are people who want to take it. So I'm American, so let's go on the premise that it's hard. And it's hard because you're asking someone to basically quit their job and join your unfunded startup, to join your company that has almost no customers or absolutely no customers, to go take a risk on, again, three, five, seven, ten years of their life to come and join you. And you're not calling them a co-founder at this point. At some point, you're established enough and you've, you've finished your plan and maybe you've gotten some money and you don't feel like the next person who's joining in has co-founded the company with you. They're just the first hire. There is actually no clear line where that distinction is made. The word co-founder, yeah, it gets kind of fuzzy. And out in the real world, yeah, a lot of people talk about Elon Musk being the founder of Tesla. Well, you know what? He wasn't. He wasn't even the co-founder of Tesla. He happened to be an early investor, and he took over the company, but he wasn't there at the beginning. He wasn't a co-founder. And then again, at one of my startups, I was the only founder, and then I hired a chairman, and then we searched for a CEO. And you know, when the CEO came on board, we called him the CEO. Uh, and then later, when I left the company, well, then we changed it so that he was the co-founder, because it's always nice to have a founder lying around. You know, the history of companies are like that. Sometimes they change. Anyhow, so now you're out looking for your first hires. What do you do? Well, the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is to just go out and find their friends, talk to their friends, which is exactly what I did in my first company when I was 22. We needed to hire three or four people, and we knew three or four people who didn't like their first jobs out of college or were just coming out of college. We knew who they were. We kind of trusted who they were, and so we hired them. And here's why it's a mistake, because they're probably not the best qualified person to take that job, right? If you didn't know them and you just put the ad out in the, I'd say the paper, but that's not done anymore, right? Where whatever website in your city is used to go recruit people and that person showed up, that person that you happen to know, but let's just assume uh, in this case that you didn't, yeah, what are the odds that you're going to hire that person? Maybe, maybe if it's a colleague that you've worked with for years and you know how they are to work with, maybe then it's the right choice. But if it's really just a friend and you've never worked with them on a daily basis, then yes, you're lowering your risk on them being absolutely the wrong hire, but you're not taking the risk that you're hiring the best person. And you really do need the best people you can get to get a startup off the ground. Right? The team that you build is incredibly important in changing the odds of success of your company. One bad hire in a company, and it can ruin an entire startup. So what you should do is always go out and advertise and see who is available in your city to take those jobs. Do the interviews, and if your friend happens to still be the best candidate, great. Then hire your friend. But take the time to go and find these people which is a really painful thing to do, right? You want to get out there. You want to sell your product. You want customers. You have so many things to do. Hiring people feels like it's a waste of time. But again, building the right team is incredibly important to your odds of success, and you need to spend the time to do that. You need to not make hiring decisions too quickly. You need to wait for the right person to come along. And most importantly, absolutely, I'm going to say this over and over again, most importantly, if you've made the wrong choice 
as soon as you figure out that you have made the wrong choice and hired the wrong person, the right thing to do is to sit them in a room, hand them some severance, and walk them out the door. You cannot fire anyone fast enough from a startup. And I will say this over and over again because it doesn't sound right. It's not what everyone does. It is the mistake that I have made multiple times, that everyone I know of has made multiple times, which is not firing fast enough. So here it is. When you figured out that someone is the wrong hire, what you should not do is sit them down and tell them this and give them a plan to improve. What you should absolutely not do is not tell them, hope they get better, and waste their time and yours. What you should do is sit them down, tell them why they're being fired, give them a nice severance package, and walk them out the door. And the reason that this is not done as fast as it should be is because in the back of your mind is the fact that you now have to go back to the painful process and trying to find new candidates and interviewing them and not having anyone do this job for the next few weeks or the next few months while you're trying to find the next great candidate to hire. But one bad person in your company can ruin the whole company. If there's one piece of knowledge that I would love to send back in time to my 22-year-old self, it's fire quickly, as soon as you know they're the wrong person. There's a whole lot of things I would love my 22-year-old brain to know, but that's why I have a podcast, so that you guys don't have to make the same mistakes I made. Now, we'll talk in future podcasts about how to organize this team, how to manage this team, how to create a great corporate culture in this team, but that's good for this week. And next week will be our first week that we have a special guest on the show. Until then.